Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Damn. Okay. All right. So we just, luckily I caught that yeah, now. Yeah, bro. If we would have recorded the whole show. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yeah, it was just Sean, test run, you're bro. not allowed to be. He's, he's you, Juman's usually over here co-hosting, and we have Sean handling. He's like a, a sound genius. Like, yeah. He handles all our engineering, but he's out today, so he's doing both things. Yeah. All right. Did all we right. record the other shows? Yes, we okay. did. Oh, I specifically stopped it. Okay. And I came in and I had these fucking wasabi soy sauce nuts threw me off. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Everybody, let's go. We got nothing but time. Second time's a charm, bro. Yeah, that's it. Second time's a charm. I ain't gonna trip out, man. I'm fucking Sean's not allowed to be gone. Sean got a real artist with us. This guy's used to all the mics and headphones. He knows what's up. Yeah, man. All right. It's natural, bro. It's natural. Thank you, sir. The vibe is just right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's another version. Here we go. And begin. Good morning. Welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's a hard luck show coming at you from the Santa Monica Youth Center in the beautiful city of Santa Monica, California. Sitting across from me, my co-host, my partner, the Mad Indian. She's like that? <laughs> uh, it's tricky hey. to rock around to rock around. That's uh. right on Thomas Tricky. Come on. Shumahan Bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, kicking Run DMC once again yeah. for all you fucking young fans. Her yes. hair was kind of curly. Come on, come on. Early. Shumahan, that sounds good. But it doesn't sound fantastic. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and that's because Old Blue Eyes himself, the sound genius, the audio genius, He's not here. He's on a camping trip with his son in the school. Right. And uh, he's, uh, you know, let's, like you said, let's have a moment of silence. Let's have a moment of silence. Here, old blue eyes. For for the audio engineer that's not here. Please, Sean's wife, don't yell at him about how to cook hot dogs. (sighs) Good. Sean, we hope you caught that vibe we just sent you. Yes. But who we do have here on visuals. 
Come on, Queen! Yeah! Come on, Queen! <laughs> Come on! Come on, man! Just be you, Queen! <laughs> Alright! Yeah. yeah! Lots of Coke, wasabi nuts! Come on! Damn! How many energy drinks? None yet. That's okay, what's so that's fucked scary. up. That's what's so fucked up. All right. I tell you, man. <laughs> we have got. I've got a guest I've been trying to get on for a while, and uh, he's he's visiting us today. A comrade from the West Side. Oh, coming yeah. out of the city of Lenox, California. Let's oh. welcome Sucker Free One Hundred and Four to the show. Here we Yo. come. Yeah. 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 Look at that, dude. Fucking dancing. Good morning, everybody. Oh. I want to say the illustrious and talented. Talk to us right now, man. What's playing right now on here? Man, on. right now we playing, we're listening to 10400 Degrees by Sucker Free 104. My latest, you know, most recent song that I've dropped, you know? Yeah. Live and direct on the Hard Luck Show. You That's know? right. Oh, shit. Crispier came in. You know what, dog? As soon as he walking down the street, you could. I, I'm sorry, you guys. You could tell a West Sider as soon as he walked down the street. Give us dog. the telltale sign. Hey, dog. For one, like baby cuffs and shoes as white as light bulbs, crispy as fuck. <laughs> Man, those the bro. cookie shit, like just like spotless. You know, yeah. Just rolled up like it ain't nothing. He ain't even trying hard either. Right, makes it look effortless. And I stumbled upon um, a sucker free. Uh, like his page came across somewhere and it was like West Side, West Side. I think you had Mr. West Side up at one point. And I was just like, who is this? And I started peeping out his music, peeping him out. And uh, he's from a city, just a couple cities over. Um, and part of this whole West Side thing. And I was like, man, dude, he was giving it up. And, and I just wanted to find out more. And we started rapping and talking. And, and here we are today, man. Been following you ever since, man. And you're putting it down for the W, tough. Man, and it's a blessing to be on here, man. You know, I, I, I'm very uh, honored to be on here. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. You know, good morning, you know. Right. You know, good good mornings. the fuck morning. Let's go. It's time go. to wake the fuck up today, you know. Yeah. 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 Hey, man, you got to. <laughs> when I engage you, man, it's interesting, man. Like, do you mind telling me how old you are? I'm 22 years old, man. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> and a lot of our exchanges and the way we address each other when we're talking, I'm like, I don't know, dog, if you had some older homies around you, but the way you address and the way you talk, dog, it's like, it was like somebody schooled you or you got schooled, dog, because the way you address me is like you're always very formal and you have like a real respect about the way you carry yourself and you address me, man. And I wanted to tell you, I appreciate that, man, because uh, I don't see that as much as I'd like to these days with with uh, with with young with younger with younger gente, man, and. You just got kind of like an old school kind of, you, you seem like you have an old school soul to you, the way you talk yeah. and kind of the way you address me. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. And uh, thank you for that. And I, I've honestly been through a lot of, a lot of you know, situations. A lot of, I did have a lot of older homies that schooled me. And, you know, I do got a mouthpiece on me that, you know, I, I know how to talk to people in a respectful manner. I just feel like it's good to respect one another, you know, because that'll get you farther in life. You know, and it'll open more doors for you 
rather than, you know, be disrespectful and, you know, close a lot of doors, you know, and, and it's always good just to be humble, you know, and, you know, yeah, Stuff that like is that. the way you, you have addressed me, man, and uh, and and I appreciate it. And I try and give out, you know, I try and treat people the way I want to be treated as well. And exactly. uh, young dude, man, he's coming out of the West Side. He's put a lot of work in. I've looked into him, and and I appreciate what you're doing. And I was like, man, for one, I just wanted to have you on the show because you're a talent. You're talented, and I like what you're doing. For two, I was like, man, I want to support this dude. He's he's from my area, you know, and. Uh, Tell us, man. Like you come from, you come from Lennox, and 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 how did you kind of get into the music? Like, you have a good way of approaching this stuff. Like you the always go thing, with inspiration. And well, the first thing I kind of wanted to lay out was for all the people that are not from this area yes. and the uninitiated. Where is Lennox? All right, so Lennox is an unincorporated city of Los Angeles, which is located between Century Boulevard to uh, Imperial Highway. Between, um, actually, it's from Prairie to Prairie Avenue to La Cienega, but where I is from Hawthorne Boulevard to La Cienega. So it's right next to the city of Hawthorne. And uh, right next to the LAX airport. A lot of people think it's, you know, not really, you know, area because it's by the airport. But I recommend they go check it out for themselves and see if, you know. Mm -hmm. But, Wait you know. Thing. So LAX is is in the Lenox area? It's literally, Lenox is the last city before you touch LAX. So LA. From the east? Um, From, the yeah. No, going to the west, actually. So if you're right. heading west, Lenox is the last city you touch, and then it's the airport. And then so you see literally those the columns, yeah, the and color columns. Literally, the the planes fly over the city. So every gotcha. day, all day, every five minutes, you get loud ass noises from the airplanes. Right. You and know? so let's. How did that influence your music? How did it influence your music to be in an area that has that type of? How do I say it? Like audio environment audio environment um to be honest i used it i used it to the best of my advantage so so whenever i introduce myself on a song i'll say sucker free one or four from the city where the planes fly low yeah, you know? yeah. So it's, it's yeah, a privilege you know yeah. for a lot of people people have train cities people have all types of cities where they where they're known for something that mm -hmm. that's what lennox is known for for the planes flying all over you know Right, and do you, do you ever see that? Well, you might be too young. There's a movie called Donnie Darko where something fell out of the plane. Has anything ever fallen off a plane <laughs> flying low into Lennox? No, but as a kid, we used to we we always used to be scared of that because as a kid on my driveway, the airplanes used to run, you know, on my driveway. So as a kid, we used to play these games running away from the airplanes when they would come. So we'll be scared of airplanes dropping like. Chucky or some bullshit, <laughs> some scary ass shit, you know? Right, 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 right. So, we'll, you know, growing up in Lennox, a lot of the kids played with the airplanes, you know, they found their little ways to play with the airplanes or whatever. And then coming up, did you ever find a place or a spot where you could, like, lay down or smoke weed or get drunk and let the plane, like, fly right over you? Hell yeah, bro. Yes! Hell yeah, You guys man. got those spots? Yeah, we, we, honestly, we used to, um... Before before all the security shit happened, we used to, bro, we were like in elementary, bro, doing shit like that already, bro. Yeah. Like fifth grade, we'll, we'll jump over to the schools and we'll be drinking beer, smoking weed, you know, doing little dumb shit, bro. And we'll just be playing roof tag or whatever. And mm -hmm. we'll just like kick back and watch the airplanes fly over. Damn, I fucking think that's dude. fucking yeah. awesome. Because at night, dude, it's a, so during the day, I mean, people, you don't. If you don't live that close to like an airport, you don't you forget how big planes are. 
Yeah. Right? Like, they're big-ass fucking great. And how crazy it is what a plane does. Oh. Like, a gi- like when oh. you really get close to a plane and oh. see a giant piece of fucking... Metal. Metal flying? Like, a 747, you're like, how is that thing even moving that slow and staying in the air? Right. For real, right? Yeah. Right. Like, damn. And then it's crazy because, like, if you get near one of the... What are they called? The, the big old fans, the propeller? The, the, the jet. The jet engine. The jet engine, right? I said propellers. I think that goes on a boat, bro. <laughs> no, but they have <laughs> propellers on propellers planes, in but them, like know? it was 1910. Yeah. But yeah, they, it was when they were yep. made out of wood. That'll mm-hmm. actually push you so far if you get in front of one, or it'll actually oh, suck you in, Suck bro. you right dude, in. there's yeah. a story. I can't remember what it was of like a dude that he wasn't paying attention. He forgot the safety rules and was like sweeping, and then the, somebody turned on the jet engine, just sucked him through. Turned him straight into fucking tomato juice. He was a <laughs> right a tomato, tomato smoothie, juice. just like that, bro. Like that. Man, bro. Man, but what? So wait a second. But at night, these planes are Crazy. something different, right? Because they got all those headlights and shit. Does that fuck with you trying to sleep or not? Nah, actually, um, a lot of people like you get used to it. I mean, growing up, mm. I've been living there my whole life. Right. You know, I, I recently just left. You know, but. The thing about it is living there, you get used to it, bro. Like, it doesn't even bother you no more. You're just watching TV and with your window open and it'll pass by. The only time it'll really bother you is if you go to sleep with your window open because it sounds like loud as hell in your ear and it'll wake you up. But, like, nine times out of ten, it doesn't really bother you no more, mm-hmm. you know? It's Especially like if you're accustomed like, to it. You, it's like anything that you grow accustomed to. Yeah. Right. When you live in that environment enough, it becomes invisible. You stop seeing it. Exactly. But did, you, did any lawyer show up at your door and be like, hey... We got some lawsuits, a lot of diesel, <laughs> gasoline and shit, blah, 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 blah. Nah, but one thing we did get was new windows and AC, so I thank God for that. You know, the whole city of Lenox, they gave us uh, double windows, soundproof windows. Dope. Before, my windows used to rattle because I used to have broken windows. <gasps> Smoking broken windows. <laughs> I'm just playing, bro. We used to have broken windows and, and you, know, you know, it'll rattle the whole, the whole house. Uh. Smoking broken windows will rattle the whole house too. <laughs> right. <laughs> no cap, no kizzy. Uh. Hey, so, all right. Well, so, okay. So then at what point do you decide, like, all right, I'm going to turn it, I'm, I'm going into music, I'm going to rap? Um, when I was like, when I fully, okay, so that's two questions. When I took mm-hmm. it serious or when did I just start doing it? Well, first of all, who was your first inspiration in rap? My first inspiration would have had to be in, um some some random dude um that my mom my mom knew when I was at my aunt's house one time and uh you know there was a that she was throwing like a little party or whatever or they were just kicking in you know me and my cousin and my brother were in the room and there was this dude from my neighborhood older dude and he was just flowing you know and I first in- instinct I came out of the room to see that I thought it was pretty cool you know so I went back into the room me and my brother and my cousin were over here trying to rap on the paper it was probably shit back then bro but you know like that's my first time I ever caught on to something like that you know and, and, and I'm not asking this in a disrespectful way I really want to know if your mom's throwing a little party like what kind of food is she serving is she serving like what what can I expect at your mom's house at a little party like that is it a- to be honest I don't, I don't even know if I said that right I don't think it was a party they were just drinking and kicking it you know yeah but if, if even if it's just that like what am I what am I gonna have what beverage am I gonna have is it gonna be uh Modelo time for sure <laughs> yeah. for sure I don't doubt it bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh, and then so you started there. When was it that you started taking it seriously? I mean, from time to time throughout the years, I was still like kind of rap a little bit, but it wasn't nothing real, you know. It was just like 
recording from phone to phone, little hood raps or whatever. And I feel one time I just got locked up and I just started rapping, you know, and I came out and I recorded it. And it still was phone to phone. But, like, I feel like once I got into Juvenile Hall, I started, like, really rapping because I actually had shit to rap about now, you know? So most of it was just me coming coming out of Juvenile Hall one day, going to this certain continuation school, and there was a studio there, and this girl named Selena, she was like a man. She worked with the kids right there at the school, so Would she had a little... Would you do anything for Selena? <laughs> <laughs> Make music, you know? She she was a good singer, you know? So she helped me out. She helped me use GarageBand and to record one of my first tracks. It was raw, of course, but, you know? How old are you at this point? Probably like 15. Wow. Damn. Yeah, man, 15 and, and... So you've been doing it for like seven years since that time. Yeah. I believe so. I've been in total, I would say like probably like 10, 11 plus years. Damn. I'm trying to think of fifth, back when I was a kid at 15. Well, I know that what wasn't I was even, That wasn't even like a, <laughs> a reality of a thought. Mm. We were watching shit on like MTV and... Right. But it wasn't even like, we wouldn't even know how to begin to do something like that. But go on. What was the subject matter of your first rap? Because, I mean, like, probably, I mean, so, you know, this is interesting that you're talking about this. Because on one level, you're saying, well, I didn't really have anything to rap about until I went to Juvie. Mm-hmm. Right? Which, on the one hand, is true, given what we think we know about rap, mm-hmm. or what we've decided as a culture you can rap about. One of them is going away. Mm-hmm. Right? The other one is some kind of violence, right? Can It can be in the hood, or it doesn't have to be necessarily, but, you know. And then I guess, you know, there's also wild, like, two live crew sex rap, right? Where it's yeah. just doo-doo brown and all this crazy shit, right? Uh-huh. So then it's like, so what were the subjects that you were rapping about, generally speaking? Before I went to jail, so... Um, technically, I, I I don't know. I would just find rhyme schemes, like little basic raps, like I'm on the block with the Glock, like little little basic <laughs> shit that mm-hmm. that really didn't have anything, no bass line, um, mm-hmm. no chorus, nothing, you know, like just little ABC rhymes, nothing really. Like I was out there in the streets, you know, doing my thing, but like none of that was really, you know, catching people's eyes or attention until I went to Juvenile Hall and I came out. And the thing about Juvenile Hall is, you know, you're in there with other individuals, you know, so you're able to show your music. If you got juice with the staff like that, you'll be able to go on YouTube or whatever, you know, and and show it. And a lot of people liked it. And then I came out and I just started doing more different. The way I see it is what you rap about, you live what you rap about. So whatever you're living is what you're going to be rapping about, you know? Mm. So if you're in jail, you're going to be rapping about the certain environment that you're around. If you're... If you're out gangbanging or running the streets, that's what you're going to be rapping about. Or if you're trying to change yourself and evolve, working, spending money, you know, fucking hoes, that's going to be your right. environment, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel that that's, that's basically what I was rapping about. Just that's nonsense. an interesting perspective because I feel like in some ways it can go either way. On the one hand, which is no different than what people say about writers. Like, yeah. you write what you know. Right. Exactly. Okay. But then also there's an aspirational part or like whatever to rap, which like, for instance, 
you elegantly brought up the concept of fucking hoes, which we all want to do and we all love. <laughs> so the thing is, is like <clears throat> when you first start writing, I'm not saying you specifically because perhaps you were a, a ladies man. I have no idea. But a lot of guys might start writing raps because they, they're not fucking hoes mm-hmm. and they want to be fucking hoes. Mm-hmm. But they're going to write a rap about fucking hoes in the hopes that writing it will get them to a place of living what was in the rap. You're it, right. You have a persp- you have a point. It's an interesting thought. Have you had anything where you're like, you know, I kind of wrote about that aspirationally and now here I am and it's actually ha- I, I've actually manifested what I wrote. Yeah, manifestation is actually a big a big thing in my life too because I I've written before about just um you know, living big and doing the things that I rapped about and you know I've actually done things like that, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to incriminate myself, you know, like... Of course. You know, and say, well, but like, you know, yeah, I have, you know, it it, it, it works to a certain aspect of manifestation. If you really want it, you know, if you really rap about it and you really want it, then you could actually turn what you're rapping about into reality. And I yeah, feel like a lot of people have done that. Uh, for sure. I mean, how many... Where would you put Tupac on that? Where would you put Tupac on the manifestation when he started rapping and everything? How would you lay that out? Okay, so let me think about it so I don't... Because Tupac, that, that's a big role. I, I, I fuck with Tupac heavy. You know, I like sure. his music me a lot, too. for yeah, sure. a lot of people. But with Tupac, it's like... He has different personalities when he raps. He yeah. talks about, you know, respecting women, then disrespecting women. Right. And, you know, all this stuff. And the thing about him is he was rapping a lot about dying. Yeah. If you if you ever heard if I die tonight only fear of death uh, last ones left all the all these songs he talked about death and what did he get mm-hmm. you know, right like no disrespect to Tupac or anybody because sure. I fuck right. with Tupac you know but that's that's exact the same thing that happened with Biggie Smalls too mm-hmm. it's true you know a lot of people you know bring that negative energy towards them or they go looking for it and then you know who's gonna open the door when they keep knocking you know somebody's gonna open the door. That's interesting. What do you think about that, Big Lux? Like, uh, when you were asking the question, I would have almost, I'd answered it in a similar way. What I would say is that I think Tupac in particular was so tuned in on a vision and manif- and being able to manifest what he wanted. If you listen to Tupac, when you listen to Tupac, and I'm talking about Tupac after he left Digital Underground. When you listen to Tupac, like Tupacalypse Now, and that, He's talking about some revolutionary shit. Right. And from that, he starts to rap about success. And he kind of starts rapping about success, and his life kind of takes on that. And he's rapping about that type of shit. In there, he starts throwing in love. He's rapping about love. He's rapping about respecting women. And you see all these parts of Tupac. Right. You see him, like, in real life, living these different things out. And I think there was a point in time, kind of like in the midst of like all eyes on me and running with death row, that he kind of jumped in this lane that started talking about real dark stuff. And I think that that wasn't, I don't really believe that that's who Pac was Mm. in his heart. I think his surroundings made him feel like he almost needed to be this character and bring on all this shit. And he rapped about it and he and i do feel like he manifested a lot of that stuff into his life biggie you know in many ways too dog in the beginning he was talking about money and hoes and and it started there was some dark stuff but he started getting into more and more dark stuff and um 
I think some people understand manifestation and they understand how to maneuver it and work it. You know what I'm saying? Energy and, and creating that. And I think uh, when you put your energy and that's what you're rapping about, that's what you're really feeling and bringing, I think that can come back and see you in a lot of different forms. Yeah. Whether it be good or bad, if that's the energy and that's what you're putting out, I think it, you know. And, and we've watched it happen a lot in the last five years. In the last five years, especially with like music artists, right? Nipsey yeah. Hustle, yeah. And I, I think personally, if you're a music artist or you're trying to uh, gain a certain aspect from a, a career, I feel like you shouldn't mix it with any anything that has to do with street life. Because if you're, you can't. It, it's like if you're in the streets and you're putting in your work, your your full aspect, you can't be half stepping it, you know. But right. if you're in your music. Or acting or whatever you're doing, you can't have have stepped that either because nobody's gonna want to put money into you or support you if you're out here, you know, risking freedom or your life. You know, like it can't be a 50 thing, 50 50 thing with music or or any of that type of stuff. You, you know, pick one. Yeah, I don't you think pick it's one. 50 50 in anything. Yeah, I've said it on here before. Like, there's no 50. You can't 50. ride fences, darling. I've seen the way that ends. So either you're here or you're there. Yeah, and um, I agree with that a, a thousand percent, man. You know, I know there's cats that are out there that have had a past and stuff, but I don't. I I just think that if you're really with the business, then you don't. And you're not really on a mic. You're out there handling your. You're handling what you, you you're doing. Or if you're on the mic, then then be about that. But what do you think about this culture of where it's at? And I'm talking in pertaining to rap music coming out of everywhere right now, where like it almost seems like youngsters feel like they have to flash guns and talk about stuff even youngsters that haven't lived that they have to do this in order to be heard or in order to get a record deal and they're really not about that life and then they find themselves in these crazy situations and they really ain't built like that what's because it seems like it's getting worse by the hour yeah, my, my thought on that, and um, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I know I check out a couple of my music videos, you know, I'm doing the same thing, and I'm I'm still young, so I'm catching on to that, you know, and I'm trying to change that. But to me, I think that that is just more of what catches people's eyes, and a lot of people do that just because they want to fit in or they want to look a certain persona. That or they just don't have enough common sense, you know, because a lot of people, they might get famous off a video like that or they might blow up or whatever but look at uh ynw manly or any any other rappers that actually get caught up for the for the music videos that they do like he got caught up for murder on my mind there there's just it could go any type of way you know so i think just a lot of people just in general just need to be themselves on camera you know a lot of people need to be themselves and put out the type of music that they want to put out not what people want to hear you know, it might not work out for them. It might work out for them. Who knows? Regardless, somebody's going to hear it. Somebody's going to listen to it, you know? Yeah, but, what, you know, it's interesting, and you guys are laying all that out. Part of the deal you're dealing with with musicians or music people is or any artist. Hold on a second. Just so everybody knows, <clears throat> we're setting up our um, cameras and everything, and we're double-checking um, the live streaming so that we have three cameras to set up. this fucking dope. Mike's walking around doing his thing. He's talking to everybody about it. But setting all that aside, so, but you're also dealing with somebody's ego, right? Like, you're an artist, and you have a, what you want people to think about you. Yeah. Right? 
And then you also have sort of who you really are. Yeah. And sometimes people, either they don't know who they really are, right. they never found out, or the ego and who you really are starts to get blurred. You know, you start to lose sight of like, wait a minute, and that's just who I'm portraying, but at home I'm like this. Ego is dangerous. Ego is a dangerous, it's a dangerous thing, man, because honestly, like, Ego could get you killed. Mm -hmm. Ego could get you... It, it can only get you so far. It, it, actually, ego could bring you good things and it could bring you bad things. Right. Because if you're using ego to a worst of an ability, you know, you're going to get the worst of it. Either, you, you know, you're going to have to roll with that same ego. Right. But if you're pushing it to strive for greatness, like a good ego, like... Help let's say, ego. Yeah, you, you go to a job interview with a good ego, confident about yourself, you know, knowing what you're talking about, you know. But that's that's really what I gotta say. Well, Ego's let me ask you this: How do you define it for yourself? Like, if I was to ask you and I was to say "sucker free," how do you define an ego? Like, how would you? I'm not saying it for that. There's a right or wrong. I'm just asking you: How do you think about it? As a 22 year old man who's who's making music, I just think you gotta use it wisely. But what do you think it is? It's just this feeling you get when when, when cockiness. Basically, cockiness, uh, confidence, you know, if, if you want to feel like you're a dangerous man, there's ego right there. If you want to feel like you're a positive man, there's your ego right there, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I think it is. What do you think about that, Big Lex? Because no, you're, you're a man. I, I agree, dude. On I a different, you got more, a lot of experience and you're at a, on the different side of time. I think that, that when they say you got to kill the ego, you got to kill the ego, I don't think that's always true. I think ego keeps us alive sometimes. Ego gets us places indoor like or you can misuse it and i think it can turn into sureness cockiness yeah you know and if that ain't really you your ego gets you killed it'll take you places where you're really not and you know? i i think it ties into a lot of things like earlier um homie lucky was talking about you know me being respectful and talking to you know that's ego right there you know you're talking to somebody in a respectful manner and you know you you just it, it just goes based into personality a lot. You know? It's interesting. Keeping so you go and check. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so in the so the name sucker free. How did you come up with that? What does it mean to you? Um, I mean, it, it kind of tells me what it means, but I, I want to hear it from the man himself. All right. So for me, sucker free. It means a lot to me. Before, I used to just be sucker free, like around 2018, 19. But then I added the 104 because that's where I come from, the area I originated, 104th Street. Yeah. But sucker free came to me when I was just going through a lot of stuff and a lot of things going on with a lot of people. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to just keep it sucker free, man. Like, I ain't going to fuck with these suckers no more. I ain't, ain't going to, you know, I'm going to just boss up and do my own thing. And, and I'm going a, I'm to... A, you know, like people are going to end up like whether they support me or not, they're going to just be suckers regardless, you know. So mm -hmm. I'm going to just keep it sucker free and keep it pushing and do me, right. you know, and, and my, let my ego, my personality define who I am, you know. Right. And that's just where I got that So do you, from. have you, so, I mean, as soon as a guy says I'm sucker free, it seems like the universe is like, I'm going to line up a whole bunch of suckers that are going to try <laughs> to get in <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah, so do you ever say, like, yo, bro, the name is Sucker Free. You're a sucker. You got to get the fuck out of my face. You ever say that? 
Nah, I don't uh, say it like that. <laughs> how, do you, how, how do you say it? You're like, well, I'm sucker free, and uh, so I have to let you go. <laughs> nah, I'd be like, good morning, it's sucker free 104. How are you doing today? <laughs> you know? I like that. I like it too. Like Even that. on a job interview, man, yeah. I got to go confident, man. Yeah, let them know from the gate, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. That's awesome. But so, okay, but what, what is the telltale signs of a sucker? How do you know? Right, you're like, ah, shit. I thought this dude was cool, but he's a sucker. How? Do, what's the telltale signs? Uh, somebody that you know, to me, a sucker is basically if they hating on you for no reason. Mm-hmm. If you got nothing but nice gestures and nice, just basically genuine vibes to another person, and you could just feel their energy, mm-hmm. their negative energy, or you could just feel like they're giving you that malojo, bro. Like, nah, the you malo, a sucker, the bro. The malo what? Malojo, that's basically a bad eye. They're giving you like oh, envious mal- vibes, ojo. you know? Ah, I, like that. I thought that was a Hawaiian, mahalo. Mm. No, oh, nah. mal ojo. Yeah, malojo, that stands for bad eye. You know? If, I if, like that. Or, you know, a lot of people just tend to not not like you for, for no reason, you know? It sucks, well, man. You know? All of us are very handsome, and a lot of these yeah, ugly people hate in this on world us. Is yes. handsome. No, us three at this t- sitting right here are handsome. I don't, can't <laughs> speak for everybody else. All right. <laughs> So let me ask you, but you have a, Steve, Big Lux, he has Sucker Free 104, mm-hmm. has an, kind of a very positive energy vibe about him, right? Yeah, I, but true but true too, like, the name, as soon as I heard the name, I know what it comes from. I come from that culture, so when you're Sucker Free, that's like, at some point in time, somebody with a name like that had to cut a string of fools off. Right, that, that's why you would name yourself that. But <laughs> yeah. what I want to yeah. say, what I want to say is like some of the things you talk about, and then I read like a post you just put up, and I know also that you took a break from some things. Yeah, and all, all that stuff. This is what this is my perception. Okay, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, but it signifies how like you're 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 kind of you're moving more towards this music thing and you're trying to kind of figure out how to navigate and separate and start to begin to step into the real world and and how you can do that and still keep your legitimacy or not lose who you are or where you came from but still be able to move into the world and you kind of you kind of almost share that or that's what i read between the lines almost as of it seems like lately with you um yeah and pretty much i i've just been you know like i said look i had to sit down i had to sit down with myself and and just have a talk with myself i know we all do we all talk to god everybody always has to end up talking to god bro and i just got pushed to the point man like Look, you could either, I noticed I had a lot of doors open and I had a lot of people reaching out and I had a lot of good opportunities and I didn't want to fuck that off by, you know, just throwing my life away out here in the streets. I love the streets. That's where my home is. But, you know, at at some point, I don't want to be 30, 40 years old, you know, still out here, you know, drinking 40s with little kids or none of that. You know, shout out to little homies and all that. You know, I'm not talking about none of that. But, you know, I I want something for my future, you know? Right. Where's that going to go? It's not going to go anywhere, right? I get it. The block is always going to be there. But me, I want to push myself towards greatness. Whether this music stuff doesn't work out, I want to, you know, have a career so I could actually have a house. I'm not a future. You know, a future. Yeah, kids. I I got two kids, man. Eventually, you got to get kids. I got one that's five years old, gonna be six, and I got a newborn. 
A newborn. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, and you hold man. down a you hold down a nine to five and stuff, right? You work a lot? Yeah, I work. I work five days a week, man. I work, I get my stuff, you know. Do you ever just now I know why you're sucker free. You don't have time to be fucking around with all these fucking nudniks. You gotta do shit. You're a dad, you're working, you got a music career. Like what the fuck? You don't have time to sit there and bullshit around, right? Yeah, man, I didn't. I didn't see the ugliest things of life, man. And I'm not bragging. I'm not an OG. I'm not none of that, bro. A lot yeah. of people mis misconcept that. I've been through a lot of shit, bro. Like, yeah. You know, like since August, like you know, like it just life just hits hard every, for everybody, you know. Right. Everybody hits rock bottom, and I just had to pick myself back up, you know. Right. What is it that I feel that though, man? I'm feeling that somehow, dog. In 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 things that you've said to me and. And and sometimes when I look at posts and I see somebody post something, I look a little bit deeper in the post. Yeah. Kind of like you shoot with the headphones and you're at the gym or something. Mm -hmm. And what you kind of stated, you know, and and but, I don't know, maybe I can just I can feel you making these decisions in your life. Yeah, but you and I were talking about this this morning at like 6 a.m. Damn, 6 a.m.? Oh, yeah, bro. We don't fuck around. Man, we're sucker free, man. What are you up, talking bro? about? We're sucker free. You couldn't put me out the bed before 12, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I go to bed is at 12. Nice. Yeah, I don't fuck around. But we were talking this morning at 6. I come up from Orange County. I give up 4.15 every day. Yeah. I don't fuck around. I'm a dad. And I, got, I can't have time to fuck around. That's what are you, right, bro. Staying up late, watching fucking Real Housewives or the blah, blah, blah. I can't deal with that bullshit. Anyway, listen. We were talking about, <laughs> I don't have time for that. We were talking about this morning about the concept of, and I think this plays into what you're saying to a certain extent, right? Where you have to talk to yourself. Yeah. And you have to also make new decisions or recommit. If you're serious, right? It's not a fucking Rocky movie. I love Rocky, but I'm saying it ain't a movie. Mm. You don't just make a decision and then all of a sudden your dreams come right, true. Right, right. It's much harder than that. Steve and I were talking earlier, and we were saying um, that we've, we've come to a place where you have to realize that the opportunities aren't going to make you. Like, it's not one opportunity. If you, at least me, okay, I'll speak for me, and if you guys don't like it, fucking write in and tell me to shut the fuck up. But I'll say for me, right, every opportunity that I've had, if I've looked at it like this is finally going to make me, I'm fine. My ship is coming. Smooth sailing from here. Like, right. If I start thinking like that, I'm done. I'm toast. Mm -hmm. It's going to be over because, like you said, life is a, it, 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 life is a motherfucker. It's complex. It's going to hit you with things you're not expecting, all that kind of stuff. And as a result, you have to allow yourself to not get caught up in this is going to be my defining moment. And if this doesn't happen, then fuck it. Because you'll quit on everything. If you, if you look at life like that, you'll quit on everything. Mm -hmm. And so Steve and I were talking earlier today about you have to look past that. Yes, the opportunities comes. Yes, you suit up and show up. Yes, you do all that. But does it make you? Is, this, is your life going to change on the split second thing right here? Or are you going to get from the process what you can do and continue to show up consistently, regularly, and develop the habits yeah, because this recently I've noticed that because no matter there's gonna be days where where you don't wanna you don't wanna function. For there's real, there's gonna be mm -hmm. days where you don't wanna do you wanna give up, bro. But mm -hmm. 
those days do not last forever. That's just a That's temporary true, feeling, right? bro. Right, so right. you got to make sure to get up every morning, every day and say, fuck it. Like, you know, let, let's pound this hammer, bro. Like, let's do this shit. You know, you yeah. got to wake up with that energy even if you don't feel it. Right. If yep. I feel, let's say you want to look like this in six months, like you, you want, uh, whether it's work, you want like to save up 20 G's or whether it's in the gym, you want to look fit in six months. The days you don't feel like going to work or the days you don't feel like going to the gym, you know, you can't half step that shit because whatever you want, whatever your goal is in life, you got to be able to manifest it. And that goes back to talking about manifesting. Right. It's, I, I say it all the time, man. Like it's not the day. I, I like the gym. I like going and working out. It's fun. It's, it's, it, right. It's, it's fun. It's therapy. And it's not about the days that I feel like going. Because that's easy, dog. Let's go to the gym. I smell the iron weight. But how about the days I don't want to go? How about the days I'm not there? If I can put those days together, yeah. that's where the change is going to happen. It's not the days that I'm up and ready and I can't wait to get. It's the days that my head starts talking to me. You deserve a break. or you just. Blah, blah, blah. It's If I can make it to those days, <laughs> the rest of the days are easy. And that's where the change happens. The other thing is like, and we talk about this all the time. Like yeah. Most people can do anything for a month. Oh, yeah. Three weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, three yeah. months. Uh, like, I see that shit. And as that guy, I'm going to rely on inspiration. I'm going to be inspired. And I mean, man, fuck inspiration, man. Inspiration ain't going to get you. Inspiration is going to keep you pumped for a limited amount of time. Right. But as soon as the roadblock comes or as soon as that feeling comes that you don't want to, you're going to give up because inspiration yeah. isn't always there. You don't wake up with inspiration every day. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, but fuck it all, man. I Dude, I wake this. up. And it ain't paying. Out. And that's where the habits form. Like, if you can form the habit, if I love what I do. So if I'm doing something I don't love on a daily basis, yeah. eventually I'm going to give up on that shit because I wasn't really with it. It's not going to. But my passion for what I do, I feel like will carry me through whether I'm inspired or not. Hey, check this out. I'm a depressed, negative dude by nature. I feel you there, bro. Right? <laughs> like, I, I wake lie, up. When I wake up, my mind is already up. Like, listen, it ain't worth it, buddy. This whole fucking thing's fun. <laughs> like, you're not even in the right heights for any of the shit you want to do. So, fucking kiss it goodbye. Right? That's how my mind is when I wake up. That's yeah. how it is. When I go to sleep, my mind is like, you know, there's a lot of shit you didn't do. And you got some deadlines hanging over your head, bro. And then I got another part. It's like, you're already stressing out about this? You should have been asleep about an hour ago because you're going to get up at 4.15 and your whole fucking day is going to suck. Damn, right? Bro, I feel you on a little level, bro. Right? You That's how me? my mind works. That is how my mind works. For, for whatever. I don't give a shit. Biology, mm. chemistry, fuck it. But I will tell you this. And it's taking a long time. This, this beautiful man you see in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> did it just happen overnight? <laughs> <laughs> no. But the truth of the matter is it took a long time to put in the habit of I'm going to fucking put what inspires me. A mm -hmm. little bit of music and for some fucking speeches. Mm -hmm. First thing I listen to when I wake up. Just to fucking get hold of my mentality mm -hmm. Not to even give the dark parts of my brain a chance to... And I'm not even one of those guys that doesn't believe there's an aspect of darkness that's beneficial. The, the dark is there because it's part in life. But in my mornings, I wake up, I do the same thing every single fucking time. I'm not joking, okay? That, and then... You have I, a routine. You have a morning routine. And it's the one that works for me. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's your morning routine. Whatever it might be, you do it every morning. 
every single morning, weekend, weekdays, whatever. Right. Feeling sick, not feeling sick, got to take a shit, don't got to take a shit, all right. of it, bro. If I don't do that and hit the gym, sometimes my wife, right? My wife, good lady, beautiful woman, smart, right? Fucking mm-hmm. tough as nails. And sometimes she's like, hey, maybe you ought to cut that gym out so you could have more time to do X, Y, and Z. Every once in a while, it bubbles up. Right? And the fat kid in me is like, yeah, man, maybe you should cut the fucking time. Like, you know what? That's your wife. You should be listening. But if I do that, it's over. I have to go to the gym. Self-discipline. I have to. If I don't do it, I feel like shit the rest of the day. Mentally, not even physically. I just feel like shit the rest of the day. Like I didn't take care of business. And that, that's where you got to have those two little little yous on, 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 your, on your shoulders, you know, telling you every day to keep pushing because... At the end of the night, you say, um, you you got you say you you should have been bed an hour ago because you got to wake up at yeah, four fifteen. But the things we fail to realize is we don't thank God for the things that we did were able to accomplish and do. It's true that same day today. I you know I forgot. You know I'm sorry, but I woke up today. You know it's not every everybody right. doesn't right. get the blessing to wake up Ask every Ray morning. Liotta. You know radio Ray Liotta, fantastic actor, went to sleep, didn't wake up. Damn. It's a true story. Like, like About three days ago. Shit. So that's true. What the actor saying. that recently passed away, right? Yeah, because yeah, he the was in Goodfellas. Yeah. Oh. Damn, bro. Yeah, I've been yeah. seeing that, bro. I've been seeing a lot of fucked up shit on the news. Yeah. The oh, news come is on. crazy, man. I, listen, don't start that. We're gonna, it's gra- it's gra- <laughs> the whole show's going to change and no longer going to be sucker free. I'm going to be talking about my, gun control and all that shit. Sponsor is, yeah, let's uh, go back. Big on, uh, <laughs> my sponsor is big on gratitude. Yeah, I mean, he tells me if. If you if you can get if you can find gratitude, it'll it's the tool that'll get you through almost anything. Yeah. If you can get to gratitude and and you, I don't know if you've been to upstate before or just to juvenile hall, but even juvenile hall, you know, I can always go back to like, okay, I'm not busted right now. Exactly. You know, I can always like at the very very least, and then from there I can be like, I got my hands and toes, I'm walking. I have a, mm. then a roof over my head. Mm. My kids are safe. Mm. I have food to eat. Mm. I have a couple bucks in my. You know what I'm saying? I'm employed, and and sometimes I lose sight of that stuff too, bro. You know, sometimes I lose stuff because I get busy, caught up with what I'm not getting. You know, and try and reel myself in. I have a a, a practice now that I yeah. do every morning that kind of brings all that to me. I don't touch this thing for about an hour, hour and a half when I wake up. I meditate, pray. Yeah. I read my little book and and then I go to this after that. But morning routine. Morning routine, man. And and really every guy that I wanted to be like, whether they're like successful in a monetary financial or just they're really happy people, like family men that work, but I love what they have. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to me that's success as well. But everyone that I want to be like they all have a morning routine. And and not all of it's exercise. Some of it's like, right. I have a friend that he reads the newspaper, a certain section, every morning. He has a cigarette, drinks his coffee, he, and he does that. He does it slow. Some guys just meditate on their porch. Or some guys go to the gym or another guy goes on a jog. But they do this same thing every single morning. Yeah. And I always wanted to have that. And when I started really implementing that, whatever it was for me that gets me right, before I go out to the world, every morning, it's changing my life, bro. And it doesn't have to be what mine is. Right. But I say, get yourself whatever it is that you need. That's your special 
hour, half night, like whatever it is for you to get right before you engage the world, find that, man. And if you can repeat that, man, it's going to change. I just know it will, man, because I've seen it in everybody that I've wanted to be like or I wanted to mimic and I was like they all have a routine man yeah man everybody needs their little routine their little self-discipline their, their way of you know feeling better for themselves and wanting to strive for better everybody yeah. has that yeah I believe everything that you said I feel I feel you 100% you know what's the worst job you ever had man bro <laughs> I don't work the grip with jobs bro man uh Warehouse job. Okay, so here's a story about a warehouse job that my homie got me. And I'm sorry to the homie, uh, the homie, but he got me this job and I was complaining about wanting that job so bad. And it was at a uh, Americold. It was a, a big ass fish warehouse. So it was like a big warehouse, a freezer warehouse, oh. unloading cold ass frozen packages, like <laughs> 60, 70 pounds onto pallets. So I went one day and I maxed myself out. I had a sweat on because it was so cold. But it sucked, dude, because you're sweating your ass off only for it to be cold and you're hot, but you can't take it off because it's going to be freezing, bro. <laughs> so by lunchtime, my eyes felt like they were going to pop out of my head, bro. <laughs> so I went home and the next day I went back. And by lunchtime, bro, I went to lunch and I texted the manager. I'm not coming back, bro. I'm cool. <laughs> Man. That was when I was like 18 years old. But that right. that was, I think, one of the worst jobs I've had. I worked a lot of warehouse jobs, actually. It sounds like, I mean, I feel like not many people, like only, a, was there guys that were there at the at the frozen warehouse? Were there guys that had been there for like years? Yeah, I was like, how the f- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, bro, 20 like, years and shit over there, huh? They, they got uh, veteran badges there and shit, stripes. <laughs> Missing fingers from frostbite. <laughs> you know what, though? It, that's uh, another one. That's the gratitude thing. Like, I think about some of the some of the hard jobs, man, or I walk in and see somebody working a hard job and I'm showing up to like get something from them. Yeah. And, I, and I, I'll say to myself like, well, that's why I don't give people like at Starbucks and shit a hard time. Cause I'm like, man, that's a, that's about to be a hard ass job, dog. Oh, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, gotta be nice oh, to these people, dude. God. Come on, man. The other thing is, I remind myself of the hard ass, fucking hard ass jobs I've had, yeah. and it, it keeps like a fire under my ass to do to do what I need to do. What's the? Because I don't want to. What's the hardest? What's the worst or hardest job you ever had, dude? I used to go into restaurants with a high pressure pressure sprayer, dog, <laughs> and they would at like one in the morning when they're closed. And we'd spray the whole kitchen, all the grease off the machines, and would we'd it be fly in there. Back? Huh? Would it fly back? Oh, on yeah, dog. You'd be so <laughs> covered up. It smelled like French fry oil and all that shit. And we'd clean out the drains. And, all, and you'd work from one in the morning till five in the morning. Oh, my God. And you'd God. be soaked and full of shit. How did you get into that job? Hey, man, I had to get make ends meet, and that was what we had to do, dog. And it was I mean, like, was that one of those It was ones? the only job that, that was around for me at that time. <laughs> did you ever wear a hazmat suit? You know, the whole... the whole. No, but we wore like a little... One of those little those suits where you put the, the, the top on. It's like, a, it's like a paper towel top and bottom, <laughs> and then you'd have to wear the big old boots. Oh, so you go in there with the, and you spray, and that should be all over you. Suited and booted. Job. So suited and booted, but... It was hard work, but I don't want to have to go back and do that. Yeah. And I think about that shit. Oh, so it's yeah. like, I need to do the, what I'm doing. I need to be on my shit so that I don't have to do that again. Right. But right. Anyways. Yeah, that's a great. Well, so, so, yeah. Where? What, 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 what do you got? Tell us what you have. What's on the horizons for you? What's, what's coming up? And 
how can people hear your music? Where do they go to hear when your you music? Oh, that. Yeah. Dog, yeah. Okay, so my most of my newest, most recent music is streaming on most most platforms. I upload all my music onto platforms now because I know that I can make money off of it mm-hmm. and all these other things. So they could go on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Pandora, stuff like that, and just check me out. So free one hundred four. I just dropped a recent album, like it's like probably less than a year old. You know? Yeah. It's called uh. Damn, I forgot my own album. That's no, awesome. Man. That's the fucking it's best. Called, <laughs> it's so good, you forgot it. Yeah, it's, it's ready for war, though. You know, it was just ready, for for ready for war. Yeah, right. ready for war, you know. and Not I have ready a, for the for warehouse. No, not ready for warehouse, Got ready him. for war. Because I was clearly not ready for that warehouse, <laughs> That's man. That's the best story <laughs> I've ever heard. Nah, but for, for future plans, I have a lot of... i just been, you know, um, working in uh, behind the scenes, you could say. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of music, a lot of content. I... I haven't been able to go to the studio because I've been dealing with a lot of stuff, but I will be dropping new shit soon, you know. And it's the the whole the whole band from So Rough So Tough, the mm-hmm. the one that recently dropped. We're working on a part two. Everybody just kind of caught up in their own little. That's things, dope. You know? With that with the mayor and everybody. Yeah, Eastside Mayor, yeah. the homie, uh, Bandit and Scheme. You know, shout out to homie Avenue Baby that put that all together, man. That's my man, band, dude. Right that's there, dope. Girl, you guys gonna do a part two? Yeah, we're gonna do a part two uh, with some new stuff. You know, some a new newer sound, but for sure we're gonna get a part two. We're just looking. The to way you guys that laid that out. With everybody from different areas and bringing their own piece in is dope, bro. Like I want to see more of that. Explain that. What? How's that laid out? What do you mean? Well, um, first, it, okay, so it's laid out. My 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 older homie, which is Avenue Baby. Shout out Avenue Baby. You know Shout I got love out. for you, my boy. Um, he put it together. So I had this original song, which was so rough and so tough in LA by myself. He came to me and he told me like, hey, look, I feel like you could do a vision to this and you could actually reach. He had the vision and everything in it. He manifested that shit, bro. Yeah. So we hit a million views. So basically, it was supposed to be me, some dude from uh, VNE, which is for the east side because I'm from the west side. Right. Some dude from South Cent- no, from the harbor area, which is the homie from Longo and Long Beach. Yeah. And then some dude from South Central, which was the homie Scheme. So we all met up in the studio and we locked that in. One day in the studio, we're just vibing, drinking, smoking, you know, clowning around. As one does. Yeah, and you know, we just laid that shit down raw. And you know, the outcome of it, we shot a music video and it blew up instantly, bro. Dude, it's it's it was it's, hitting it's numbers. Four areas, dog. Four rappers it. representing it. It was like, I didn't really seen that done. I ain't never seen no. No homies and, and a lot of people know what I'm talking about. Homies yeah. that done that homies rapping on that, but they never came up with that type of idea. Yeah. You know, and it was pretty good. All yeah. right. So listen. Sucker Check Free. Out that video. Yeah. Sucker Free 104. Mm-hmm. Right? You can find them on YouTube. You can find them on Spotify. You can find them on iTunes. You can find them where else. Is that it? You More? can find me in Lennox, bro. You can <laughs> find me in Lennox. <laughs> That's right. And uh at Sucker Free 104. Yeah. Um, follow him, you guys. Check out his music. Um, and this ain't the last time you're gonna be on, dog. No, I'm gonna have you. You're fucking because awesome, we're, bro. Like I said, we're figuring out all of our YouTube, our visuals right now. Yeah. yeah so hopefully by cameras. the next time you come on, we're gonna start being up on YouTube. You know? <laughs> See that bald visuals, dude over there? He's in fucking charge of the visuals. Yeah. He's gonna handle it. He's gonna handle um, it. Shout I out want, to him. Yeah. Shout, shout out, out to, to Big you. Big Mike. Big Big Scat Man. Uh, and I'm gonna say it right here, brother. <laughs> you got new music that's dropping. You got flyers. You want to get in from? I want you to send it to us so that we can store it. So that we can use this platform to help you. If you sure. want to drop something new, you're always welcome to come on the show, man, and come, you know, 
Let Thank us, you. you know, this platform is here for, for, for partly for you as well to come here and utilize it, brother. So I want to have you back on to check in with you. And our new series, uh, Hard Luck Show Walking Tours. We go into different neighborhoods and, and have the lead dude just kind of tell us about the, everything. We're coming to Lennox and you could give the walking tour of Lennox. Right, where to go? Show us all around. Yeah, where's the best burger? Where's the best airplane? All that best stuff. Best tacos. Right, best tacos. Whatever. For sure, man. I I appreciate you guys having on having me on here, man, and you know just showing me a lot of love and uh, the, all the hospitality, bro. It's it's really a vibe just coming here and to hang out with you guys and just chill on your show. You know, yeah. I appreciate you guys giving me the spotlight on your show. Like, Absolutely. I really do appreciate it. It's a kind gesture, so thank you, guys. Of course. Thank you, Doug. It's nice to have Lennox you here, man. Lennox in the house. Yep. You oh, know it, man. in the house. Sucker Free 104. Go West follow West. him. West right. West. Pleasure having you on. Guys, uh... If you're a sucker, do not yeah, hit this... Don't, 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 don't even follow. Don't even fucking talk. All right. Yeah. All right. Avonda Bowen LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the Tomahawks fly the best legal representation money can buy. And uh, Supermax Hardware. Peep us out. We're dropping a capsule collection uh, in June. Um, Cookies, SF, uh, Vibes Rolling Papers. Um, Hey, does your beard look dry? Does it smell like fish? Pulpo beard oil. (laughs) Pulpo beard oil. Uh, big shout out to Burner. Big shout out to Esteban Oreo and the Soul Assassins, DJ Muggs. Big shout out to Old Blue Eyes who's camping. And, yep, and uh, uh, yes, we're sending all that out to you. <laughs> Candle Buds, uh, Enzo's Pizzeria. Enzo's, dude. And uh, yeah, Big Pick Mike. Big Go Pick check Mike. Him out. Look at this guy. What is his life? Sucker Free 104. Follow him. Yeah. Hasta la vista from the Card Luck Show. We're out of here. Stay up, y'all. Hey, Will, this shit is fucking cold. Loading up, we're getting ready for war. Put your face on the shirt, we gon' tally the score. I got my boys locked and loaded, ready for action. We ain't talking no words, we gon' get the shit cracking. Loading up, we're getting ready for war. Put your face on the shirt, we gon' tally the score. I got my boys locked and loaded, ready for action. We ain't talking no words, we gon' get the shit cracking. We always ready, definition of war. When the guns get to popping high shelves at the floor, I make sure my guns with me walking out of the door. Cause I could get caught slipping walking out of the store. I've been around since a young age doing my stuff. You little rappers ain't with it. I'ma call it bluff. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.